Hey fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crafton, and I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California. And my name is Carl Mandrill, and I'm coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. Welcome, Carl. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, am I the guest today? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How's it going, man? What's going on? Uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. I've, I've got a story for the week. Are you ready for it? Sure. I got one for you, too. Okay. Well, I don't know how interesting mine is, but um, I don't know. Do you have pretty good experiences at the post office? Yeah, I've got wonderful experiences. It's a small one-person post office, no lines at all. Yeah, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they take care of your packages. They don't like destroy them or anything. I haven't had any feedback yet, so they. Don't, I mean, they don't throw them in the post office. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, our, <laughs> what do you, What do you got going on? Oh no, our post office throws them. Like they'll throw them in front of you. Like I'm just gonna toss this into the container. <laughs> they, they don't have. You must have like the uh, utopian post office because they're not. They don't have a very good reputation for always treating your packages nicely. There's some are better than others for sure, but. I went to the post office yesterday just to, it was like after hours, I was dropping off some packages. Most of them fit in that little, you know, envelope slot, but I had one package of shoes. And so I needed to slide it into that, you know, the bigger, I don't know what you call that thing, but it's like, there's a spot where it'll slide it into, you know, some sort of a cart in the back. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have that? Yeah. Okay. So I go there and it's like locked up, like it's sealed and it's got a sign on it that says out of order on it. Okay. Wow. Our post office okay. is under a year old. It's like brand new. They, they had to rebuild one <laughs> and this thing's not working on the out of order sign are notes from other customers, not graffiti. One person said, this thing has been out of order for five months. Can you please fix it? Another person said, this is literally costing me money. Please fix it. And there's all these little personal notes on this out of order sign Nothing like no bad language or anything. It was just people just like wanting them to fix it. So I don't know if it's really been out of order for five months, but it's been out of order for a while. Why, Mike? Why? Why has it been out of order? I don't know. Is there budget cuts going across the uh, government right now? (laughs) We need to know about. (laughs) Well, we all have people in our lives with that, you know, like something breaks and like, "Eh, I'll just kind of leave it. (laughs) Right? No. There's got to be like a complaint on the website or something like that where you can. Like, hey, that's really inconvenient. You know, I'm off work after five. You guys are closed at five. Right. I just want to slide it in there. Just you can you can ship it out tomorrow. No biggie. I just want to slide it in there. Can't right. for months. Exactly. So But it's the big mail depository one, right? The big handle pull down one. Yeah, it doesn't take that's like really big about. things. It takes like medium to you know, like sort of big medium type things, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. I took a picture of it and uh, I'll throw it on our social media, just the fact that people were cool writing like notes to the postal employees on the out of that is funny so that is funny yeah frustrating but that's how it goes all right i'm sure people have post office stories with with crazy things going on uh yeah what's your story of the week so speaking of social media though we finally we got a first instagram uh tag today from from uh smiling cindy okay she bought a bag of Legos at the uh, thrift store. Okay. She took them home and she was sorting them out. She bought them for 30 bucks. She was sorting them out. 30 bucks. In okay. one of the bags, uh, she found a uh, dragon Lego set. So she put them together, right? Okay. And, it, and it formed a dragon. She looked it up on Amazon. This thing's going for like $110. Oh, wow. On Amazon. Yeah, it was crazy. So she wow. uh, posted the picture and tagged Pickers Podcast in it and gave us a shout out. It was pretty cool. That is really cool. Would you do that? Would you buy bags of Lego and 
put them together to try to make some cash on it. I would not do that because okay. number one, young kids like that are usually snotty and they've got snot all over their fingers. <laughs> and I don't want to touch those Legos, right? Who knows what's on those Legos? Right, right. So, that's the reason why you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the reason. Okay. Like, I don't like touching the shoes and the, I don't want to deal with Legos either. Gotcha. No. Yeah, I, I'm more likely to buy, you know, complete Lego sets, which you can find here and there. But my son decided to buy one last summer that was like, you know, some of the pieces were still sealed in the plastic, but not all of them. So we had to like dig them out and stuff. And he actually ended up doing pretty well on his, his pick. So I'm kind of, I got mixed feelings on that. I think, yeah, it's a lot of effort to, to dig through that stuff, but possibly a gold mine there. So, yeah, I didn't realize that there was so much money in there, but they are just, they, they just look like a nightmare to handle and deal with. For sure. So here's a, here's a Lego tip that I'm sure everybody that's bought Lego out there knows what I'm talking about. If you go to some sort of a sale and they have, they're selling Lego and let's say they have it in the box and it's, but it's been opening used, or maybe they might even have it built. Like this is the final product. And they say, we counted, we spent hours last night. It has all of the pieces. Everything is accounted for. Right. Uh, 100% of the time, that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> There's something missing? Okay. 100% of the time. It's it's ne- okay. never had somebody, like they might really believe that, but yeah, yeah. it's there's always something missing. Always, always, always. Mm, so Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Is there generally a piece missing when it comes brand new in the box too? Yep. Correct. Usually, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends, depends on how they get opened, to be honest. And it, how old your kid is, it's opening it, right? Yeah. That's like that thousand piece puzzle. You get it finished and there's one piece missing. That'd be so yeah. disheartening. Yeah. You're putting something together as a Lego. And vacuumed up or something, right? But I just wanted to mention that on our social media at the Pickers Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're on YouTube now, obviously, right? You guys are watching us. Hopefully, you guys are watching us. Yeah, it's our second show that we're yeah recording for YouTube. Exactly. We already got it dialed in. That's really cool. We've got it all set up. (laughs) Man, we're pros. As you say that, like our cameras are going to be like falling down. It's going to be really awkward, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Uh, no, I appreciate the comment from Cindy and it's really neat. If you guys see anything that we're missing or something that we, we, that we are not talking about that you guys think that we should know about, drop them down in the comments, let us know so we can grow with you guys, especially me. Mm. Carl is the old expert. So he's like, he doesn't need to know anything more. I'm, I'm like. Yeah, advanced amateur, probably, right? <laughs> not not <laughs> quite mid-level yet, but getting there. Is that is that in between intermediate and professional? Is that where that advanced one is? Advanced amateur is below intermediate. Like oh, okay. yeah, just a notch below. Advanced. But and I don't even know if that's I'm just guessing because I'm yeah, I don't know who to measure myself against. Where's the <laughs> ranking system, right? I don't know. The, are there seeds? Are we are we are we all seated based on income or something? I don't know. But no. uh yeah, so and speaking of what Mike just said. So this episode is about shipping hacks to save you time and money. And so we've got our own ideas from our experience, research, whatever. But if you have some ideas, please let us know. We would love to share those right. and use them. So yeah, anything, anything's helpful. Let uh, us know. I've got some good ones. I don't know if mine are Captain Obvious or not. Mine might be like everybody's like rolling their eyes. We know, but I like this took some of this took me a while to figure out. So we'll we'll yeah, see for sure. How many do you have? I came up with two and I have a question on one of them on. So I've got three, I've got two that I know. And I have a question about one. Like you're going to ask a question like, is this a hack? 
I want your opinion on it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we might What's have your five and a half then. Sure. We'll All get right. there. Well, let's save your question we'll, for the end. That, that might be kind of fun. The very end? No, that's not. Not the very end. Just at the end of what we're talking about. The, the main I don't content. For the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not the good. dessert of the episode. It's the dessert of the content. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested about this topic too, because as you guys know, I'm horrible with shipping so far. I'm getting better. I think I, you know, I'm on the Pure Hustle podcast uh, discord and they were giving me a lot of good ideas on shipping. Mm. So I implemented okay. a lot of those this week and I think, I think I've got it dialed in pretty good. Wait, you said a lot of those. You should have more than two then. These, these are absolutely no brainers. Like, Okay. <laughs> you don't go over one pound on first class, right? You know. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Good advice. Just in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> All right. All right. So. What's your first one? What you you want to jump in? Yeah, okay. go ahead. All right. So I've got one about sourcing, packing supplies, boxes, envelopes, just kind of just packing supply stuff okay. to make things, you know, cheaper mm -hmm. to save some money that way. Mm -hmm. All right. Like level one is like you're going to save boxes that get sent to you, save packing material that gets sent to you. That's level one. If you are over at a friend's house, right. maybe at work, you mentioned, oh, yeah, I'm selling some stuff here and there. I'm shipping some things off. People might start, you know, they want to recycle things too. So they might start bringing in like Amazon mailers or packing material and sending it your way. Like I've had that happen to me multiple times. I didn't even ask for it. So you get kind of free packing material that way. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a lot of volume, mm -hmm. that's not going to cut it. You've got to actually figure out how to get packing material without spending a lot of money. At least that's that's my goal. So Craigslist, Facebook, there's mm -hmm. a, frequently a lot of times people are putting out free packing supplies, bubble wrap, this and that, and you can load up. I've I've yeah, literally filled my minivan full of you know bags full of that stuff for free. One of my favorite recent finds as far as getting some of that like foamy kind of stuff is from this furniture warehouse that, that has just like a ton of foam that's it's like good packing stuff oh. that wraps furniture like nice higher-end furniture they just yeah. throw away and so i've been sourcing there that's kind of part one of mine but is this ringing any bells with you or do you have any thoughts about the packing stuff uh that just man that's perfect to go to a furniture supply store i didn't even think of that that is that's a gold mine right there it could be. I mean, reach out to them for sure and drive around back. I have uh, went to the furniture store because they the they have uh, old crates, and I like to cut up the crates and burn them in the backyard. But that's, I mean, it's a different story. What, that's not the same thing. <laughs> that's not the same thing at all. That's just right. when you're when you're kicking back with all your sales, you know, you can just uh, relax and enjoy all your some, some crate burning. <laughs> but I I noticed that Joanne's fabrics, their recycle bin is usually pretty full with boxes and, and styrofoam and stuff. Now I actually okay. wrote down what day their trash gets picked up so I can go by there when it's full. That's really funny. Yep. Okay, so here's my here's my next question that kind of along the same lines is because I was initially having them put stuff out for me and then the person stopped because they, it was a hassle for them to post it and this and that. And so then I just I just showed up. And if the door is open, I might be like, hey, you guys got some trash, some packing stuff I can take off your hands. And then a lot of times the door wasn't open, especially in the wintertime. So what, where do you look then? You look in the dumpster. Are you willing to, to jump right into the dumpster and dig that stuff out? Out of the recycle one? Yeah. Uh, the regular dumpster? Heck no, I'm not getting in Sometimes they mix it in. So it's not just like recycling versus oh. regular trash. Nope. I'd rather I'm not buy saying it. you got to get dirty. I'm just saying if it, if it looks safe to go 
jump in there to grab stuff. Are you sure. up for it? Yeah, if it's on okay. top. If I have to dig for it, no, I'm not going in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't want to dig, especially if it's dirty no. in there. Okay. No, so, yeah, those are kind of my yeah main packing supply things. The other thing, too, is people tend to buy those padded envelopes. Mm-hmm. Have you done that before? I Yeah, I actually bought some off of Amazon, but I learned a hack about that recently or a secret about that, too. Is that one of yours? No, but you're just reminding me of all these things. When I Okay, so well, if, as long as it's not one of yours, you, you can you can tag on here what you got. Okay. Same thing. When you get an Amazon one, if you want to be professional, just turn it inside out. Turn it inside oh. out and reuse it so it doesn't have the Amazon label on the outside. Oh, I don't mind using the Amazon label. But you yeah, want to be professional? Yeah. Why, why are some people <laughs> weird about that? I just, I don't care what it says. It's like yeah. Nomadic or <laughs> Amazon or whatever it says yeah. on the box. I'm, I'm happy sure to reuse. Real quick. Frosty got sent in a Hello Fresh box. So a bath mat. All right. You're just revealing all sorts of things about yourself That's right perfect. now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy the, like I'll reuse padded envelopes. Of course, that's super cheap, but I don't buy the padded envelopes. Sometimes you can find just the unpadded, like they're like the, I don't know. Are they manila? What do you call yeah. those things? Those like golden rod colored right. ones. You can, you can buy them in bulk and buy them for really cheap. And then that's when I'll use the other packing material that I found for free and so each of those envelopes is, you know, pennies versus a padded envelope is like, you know, 10 cents to 20 cents. Oh. I don't know what the going prices right now. And so I'll save a bunch of money that way. And then storing those is obviously way easier. So yeah. that's my, that's my, that's a lot of, I guess, shipping hacks yeah. or yeah. Packing material hacks at this point. No, that's good. Buy a real cheap manila ones and then put your own free padding material in there. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah. Man. Are you, did you, you've written all these down, right? Can you send them over to me when we're done with the interview? <laughs> we can put some of these in the, in the show description oh, for yeah, sure. Perfect. But yeah. And just, you know, I'll go through the ones that I get, you know, from coworkers or the freebies. I'll go through those first and then go through the ones that I purchased. Yeah. So minimal purchasing. All right. So that's my first, that's a long one. Sorry about you that. You take the labels off of them, right? You peel the labels off the shipping labels. If they're peelable, I will. Otherwise I'll, I'll post my label over it or just use a Sharpie. Mm. Is that what you do? No, I peel them off because I don't want somebody to, you know, to get somebody else's address. I don't know. I just have a weird fear about it. Like they, they peel my label off and they see this so-and-so's address and they're like, oh, and start messing with them. I, I You think you think you're going to send something to somebody and they're going to show up either at your house or somebody else's house that still has their label on there. I just, I go down the rabbit hole, man. I get free. It's like, what if, what if this happens? What if, you know, X, Y, and Z happens and. Yeah, they contact the person that the the old shipping label and I don't know, start messing with them. I have no idea. So I just I cut that fear off by taking the label off and I just don't even worry about it. I cut that fear exactly. out of my life. Don't you know? Do you okay, you live in Eureka, California, very remote. Somebody's upset about their frost the snowman door hanger. Exactly. You think there's like a small chance they're gonna show up to your house? No, I don't worry about that at all. <laughs> I've got enough protection okay. around here. I don't have to worry about anybody showing up. <laughs> All right. Just clarify. What's your first hack? What you got? My first hack, and this one's pretty cool when I heard it, is so right, you get a small you got the small flat rate box, right? And that's what mm-hmm. eight, nine bucks to ship that thing. But the flat rate envelope is only mm-hmm. what, four or five bucks. But if you don't want something to get smashed, you put it in the small flat rate box and then stick it inside of the large envelope, ship it off that way. So you get the protection of the box, 
but you get mm-hmm. the shipping cost of a flat rate envelope. Wow. Wait a minute. So the box, I mean, I'm not, this is where I'm probably really not knowledgeable because I don't use the flat rate stuff mm. as much. Okay. So you, so the box fits inside the envelope, right? You're familiar with the different sizes or the flat rate sizes. Right? I don't know that I don't have them memorized. I, I know that there's the envelopes versus boxes, but I don't know what the boxes, right. box sizes are, but you're saying that the flat rate envelope is how much? I think I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but it, okay. But four or five bucks, yeah, a lot cheaper than the small box. So so you could even send something cheaper than first class in some circumstances. Uh, possibly. That's a good call too. Well, the box, okay. the box might be heavier than a pound. I'm not sure. Well, is there, but there's no weight limit on the flat rate stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. So, so there you go. Wow. I'll have to table. look into that Yeah. because you might've just saved me some money, my friend. Wow. Wow. I know. I really should be more knowledgeable on the flat rate stuff. I started doing that a little bit and then it was just like too many, too many things to manage. And I was just like, I I know how much it costs you this. I'm just going to keep on doing, you know, do it that Mm -hmm. way. So anyway, uh, wow, that's good. That's, that's better than mine. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the small flat rate box either. It could be any small box that fits inside of that large envelope. Right. So then you don't have to pay, you don't have to play priority shipping or parcel shipping you just pay i think people that are more advanced than us have you know shelves full of these boxes they're like ah this looks like about this size and kind of you know they've got their Mm -hmm. own system going on we're not there yet but these are just what we figured out so far so yeah you know that they're free from uh usps right you can order them off the website okay yeah oh you just yeah ship to the post office and grab them there unless you have my post office and they probably hide them. So <laughs> behind the door that doesn't work. <laughs> Correct. Without an order. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's good, man. I like that one. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Next one is has to do. I don't know that might, maybe this, you might've just made my next one obsolete because it has to do with the first class packages and I don't, maybe not. So you've got your little scale there. I got my scale and early on, I was using my scale all the time. How many ounces is this? How many ounces is that? But after you've done quite a few things, you can kind of estimate how heavy something is and sure. be pretty close. Yeah. So once you've kind of dialed that in, I typically plug in the weight and the general package size into the listing so that when something sells, I just simply print it out. I don't have to like redo everything. And I got the label, I package it up and I, and I send it off. And I feel like if I'm close, it's good to go. And I'm starting to get, you know, refunds from the post office if we end up overpaying, but I ha- it, typically they don't usually, you know, charge you if you underpaid. So I think if you're close, you're good to go. That's my, that's my time saving hack right there. Hmm, that's good. You know, the post lady that takes my packages, she can feel, she knows the weight. Obviously she does it every single, uh, every day, but she looks at it and I'm like, I just want to make sure that it's the right weight. And she's like, oh yeah, it feels about just barely over a pound. And she puts on the scale. She's like, oh yeah, it's just 1.5 or a pound, five ounces. So you're good. Don't worry about it. Do you but trust yeah, the scales? Yeah. Cause they match my scale at home. She always tells okay. me. She goes, oh, your label's per- your label's perfect, and I'm like, yeah, great. So your label is perfect. It is centered. It is equidistant from the edges. Hey, I take pride <laughs> in my eBay cells. Come on, except for when I mix up the labels and ship them to the wrong people. Right, right. <laughs> if my label goes on wonky or like the tape gets stuck, and then there's like a little wrinkle in the tape, like that does not bother me at all. <laughs> at all, as long as it gets there, it's all good to go. 
Nice. So, so the post office actually refunds you money if you overpay on your shipping label? Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's probably because I've been estimating. So it's like a dollar here, dollar there. I don't know if they do it every time, but I've been getting. I've been getting. It's not. Yeah, it's not saving a ton of money, but it's kind of fun to get it back. It goes back to your eBay account. Yeah. And then okay, into your funds. I, nice. Yeah, I'm not as meticulous looking at that as as I should be. So you know. Something else that helps is if you just get everything correct the first time you list your eBay item, then you don't have mm-hmm. to go back in and put everything back in again the second time. So you don't have to do a double work. Wait, I'm not doing double work. What's Where's the double work? I know. You said because you're estimating, right? I'm you're estimating. Doing- so they're doing the work on their end if I've underestimated, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. They're They're figuring it out. I've got it generally correct. So I just click print. Out comes the label. Boom, Perfect. and then I go, you know, put it on there, and away it goes. I don't, I don't remeasure, reweigh, unless it's, you know, I'm talking about first class packages. Just to clarify, if it's like a bigger box where I have to weigh, of course I'm going to do that. All right, number two, you take either the flat rate envelope or just the priority mail envelope, and or any kind of cardboard strong backed envelope, right? And if you need it to be a box shape, what you can do is you flatten out the bottom of the box and Mm -hmm. just squish the edges of it. And then it makes a nice flat base for you. So now you've got a square envelope instead and you kind of shape the sides a little bit, push them in a little bit. And as long as you don't put any tape on any of it, they still consider that a flat rate box. They don't, Mm -hmm. they, they don't consider it modified at all. And it's still a flat rate package. But it gives you the space of having a box instead mm-hmm. of just an envelope. I'm going to give you the you get the flat rate award for today. By the way, mm-hmm. you definitely know more than me about this. About this stuff right here. But what's the gotcha. scenario? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to shape it just to fit something in there? Yeah, to fit something that's got more of a like. So those envelopes are good for sweaters, pants, jeans, mm-hmm. whatever shirts something like that. But say you've got something that's not quite malleable like that, like a piece of clothing. And it's something that's, you know, like I I just posted a a sunflower little dish. So, I mean, that would fit in the envelope too. So that's not a good example, but anything that's like, are you selling dishes now? Are you doing dishes? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) gave me some dishes recently. So yeah, I'm going to put some on it. I'm telling you, I'm shotgunning everything at eBay and seeing what works. I've got some, I've got some China. We've got like multiple sets of China from from our parents and grandparents. And Uh yeah, you can have all of it, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't typically want to deal with it or look at it. But or look I, at it. it's yeah. uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> no, it's just bulky. It's hard to price. It's, you know, you, you generally pack, don't you have to that thing with like bubble wrap galore. I think I will go into silverware at some point because I see a lot of that stuff at estate sales for pennies mm. on the dollar. And okay. some of that stuff, those replacement ones can go for four or five bucks a piece. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I, hey, I'm happy to learn about that if you get that dialed in for sure. Mm. So, Okay. We'll see what sticks. I got to figure it out across my eBay store. Christmas right. stuff's still going hot though. I just uh, was taking pictures of a bunch of five to 10 inch Christmas trees covered in snow, you know, like for little Christmas villages. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to post those tonight when we get done here and then yeah. see how they go. Yeah. I want to see how your Christmas stuff goes. Cause I, I pass on a lot of that stuff over the summertime, but um, I had, I had this thought too. I'm like, 
is Christmas stuff really selling? And cause you know, you got me thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And so, cause you know, you see those, the full size Christmas trees all the time. And I just imagine myself, if, if you could make a lot of money on those Christmas trees, having just some sort of like a Christmas tree shed where you just, you know, you buy a bunch of them during the summertime and just yeah. chuck them in the shed and pull them out during Christmas season. And you just have, I don't know. It's a, those are big things to store. So, but you yeah. can buy them for cheap at garage sales. Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah, I imagine that they do sell those fake Christmas trees. So what are they? A hundred bucks new? Brand new, they're expensive. You're right. That's why I thought about that. The problem is yeah. you got to set them all up, right? Not only mm-hmm. to take pictures, but just make sure that the lights work and all that stuff. Right. So there's some effort going on in there. Gotcha. I think if you do a couple, great. If you're setting up like 10, 11 Christmas trees, you're probably like, mm-hmm. all right, this is getting boring. Yeah. So maybe I, I like know. your I like your work model of the Nintendo games and systems and stuff like that. It sounds like that there's very little effort in that stuff, and it's got a good. No, there's back. a lot. There's some there's some hidden effort to test those things out. But in terms of listing them, there's there can be some efficiency once you get it all tested out for sure. Yeah. But so. yeah, okay. I got I got one. This one might be my Captain Obvious one, but I've seen people do different ways. I, now you'll see specifically for eBay, you'll see more people listing free shipping, like regardless of the product, regardless of the weight. Yeah. There's still people that are charging ship. I don't know. It's like maybe it's half and half. And I've gotten, I've gotten more to the mode of free shipping lately. And then I've just built kind of my predicted budget in for shipping and the price, which is what people do. The reason is I'm now getting fewer questions. How much does it cost to ship here? And typically it should just show up on the listing, but I don't know. I like, I'll click on the listing. It says estimated shipping cost, blah, blah, blah. But then I still get the emails. Um, I I did get an email recently. How much would it cost to ship here? And it was, you know, I had it listed as free shipping. They just didn't figure it out. So Mm -hmm. you're not immune from those emails, but I think it, this will save you time theoretically by getting fewer emails about shipping costs. So what do you think about that? No, I'm, I'm all for free shipping. I'm in the camp of free shipping, but you're right. It's all across the board. And I was in that discord and I asked that question and it was like, I don't know, five people gave me one answer. Five other people gave me, Oh, I don't, I don't do free shipping anymore. I just do calculated. Like, like they were talking like how you do, you, you they know the sizes, they know what the shipping's going to be. So they just add it in there. So, yeah. And, and uh, it helps, I think, cause I'm more centrally located. So yeah, you know, unless I'm sending something to like Florida, Alaska, mm-hmm. or you know, Hawaii, it's generally I can count. It's around the same price. So, yeah, you got your bonus one. Yeah, another one. Sure. No, 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 not sure. Let's no, go. like this is this is the one we've been waiting for. The one you're not sure about. I wasn't done talking about free shipping, but I guess we'll move on. No. Okay. What do you want to say about free shipping? I'm done talking about free shipping. Not even moving me on. No. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> no, I'm all free shipping. It's uh, it's more attractive to people. You know, even though the cost is or the price is a little bit higher, because you're going to get people that will filter out just for free shipping, right? So some of those ones mm. that have shipping, they won't even get seen because they're filtered out. Yeah, that's, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. All right, so number four, right. going along with the shipping is one of the one of the suggestions was to just just to add four ounces onto the product weight for shipping materials. Do you think four ounces is enough of product weight? I mean, depends on what it is, right? Depends on the size. I know it is kind of variable, but... If you're talking about, not the box, you're talking about the actual interior no. bubble wrap. The box. So I weigh an item, 
it comes in mm-hmm. at a pound and they said they were suggesting just to add four ounces onto that and that will be your calculated shipping weight. So oh, 1.4 okay. ounces. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like a waste of time to me, to be honest. If I'm going to weigh something away with the box, maybe not have the pack materials just to get a sense of what it is before I kind of package it all up. But why would you weigh it without the box? What's the, like, then you're weighing it twice or are you just estimating? I see what you're saying. You're going to estimate. But what? Yeah. But why would you just not put it in the box? Do you store yourself in, stuff in boxes? No, but because I do all my estimates for first class and I weigh stuff, for the heavier stuff, then I'm typically weighing it when I'm packaging it up. So I can just put it in the box, you know, package it up and weigh it once it's sold. So I just kind of do that all at once. So I'm not wasting time. Like I'm not the person that the packages their stuff before it sells. Cause I don't want to, you know, I don't, you know, some things, you know, are going to sell, but there's no guarantee. Yeah. So I don't want to waste stuff or waste time. It seems like it'd be a nightmare to stock all that stuff, you know, packaged stock, all what stuff. Stock your inventory package, like. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you have to like. I don't know. There's yeah, it's a whole other challenge. So I don't think that's saving yeah. you time. But I didn't think so either, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I, I weigh this stuff without yeah. the packaging material just to get an idea of what it's going to ship for, what the calculator would be. But it does make me yeah. weigh it twice because when I package it up, I go back in and I adjust the label, just because I'm new mm-hmm. and I'm still figuring this stuff out, but. So I do touch this stuff twice and enter the label in twice. Okay. We can go back and re-listen to this episode and then or re- rewatch the episode and and redo <laughs> redo your systems, I guess. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, okay, I got a bonus one. This is a controversial one though, because this is gonna save you money, but not time. This is gonna cost right, you time, but you save you money. Yeah. A lot of the professionals out there have their own personal printers that just do eBay labels. Mm-hmm. So you got to buy the printer, you got to buy the roll of labels. Those things actually, that that cost adds up. So what I do is I just print on paper and I cut it out and tape it on. So I'm, I'm probably spending more on tape, but it's, they're not. I'm not using that much tape for each label. Mm-hmm. Definitely the labels you're buying are more expensive, the kind of the pre-made, the peel. So that's going to go way faster, way more efficient. But what saves me money is I use like recycled paper. So you, I don't know if you have paper from work where it's like printed on one side, but there's a blank backside. I use the blank backside for my eBay labels. That's my hack. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what if it has sensitive information on the other side? It's covered. It's taped to the package. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't use a piece of paper that has sensitive information. What if, what if it was all the test scores or the test answers? I don't, that that's not something I would put in the printer. I, I put stuff that's non-sensitive. So I'm a teacher, so I've got, you know, like copies of assignments and things that, you know, we, I overprinted some, or I find some in the copy machine room and somebody's overprinted theirs, or they've just like left it there for three months and nobody's grabbing it. So I'm like, all right, I'll just use these free eBay labels. So that's how I do it. Yeah. No, that's good. And, uh, you know, your, your buyers, they'll be able to get a math lesson or a history lesson when they buy your package too. They just can flip the label over. That's crazy. They got to un so it's taped to the package. They got to <laughs> untape it, like carefully remove it, and then they're only yep. getting a portion of the paper. They're getting like tape. a quarter of the paper. <laughs> Man, you guys, you are giving your buyers extra. That's great. That's great mm-hmm. to hear. Yeah. No, I go with the I go with the peel and stick half page uh, paper labels. Okay, because you're rich. Just, that makes sense. 
put them out. They're not that expensive. <laughs> Jeez. I okay, maybe I looked in the wrong the... place, but I feel like they were, oh, how much were they? They were like 20 cents a label or was it more than that? Plus mm. the printer. I have a bad habit of buying stuff and not really paying attention to what they cost. Gotcha. So All the, now I should, I should know that. That was one I just thought of. So I should have been prepared, but I wasn't. So take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. I have thought about buying one of those thermal printers that you're talking about with the roll labels. Mm -hmm. you don't, you'll never have to buy ink again for them. But the the thing is, is that they, you know, you got to buy those rolls, right? Mm -hmm. You still have to buy the rolls. You can only use that to print the eBay labels out or right. shipping labels. So right. I don't know if it's really cost effective. Although they are coming down, they're down to about 200 bucks. Okay. Yeah, if you're doing, I mean, high volume, it might be worth your your time mm -hmm. with that stuff. Obviously, the the more money you're making, the more you're willing to invest in efficiency and and you know some some of these tips might seem silly because you're like you know we can't cut out fifty labels a day or whatever people are selling, but that's not how much we're selling. So yeah, yeah, like eBay to 100k, she probably what what do you think she ships out a day? That's just crazy uh, I don't know, about. not a ton, maybe ten items a day. Like take a whole rolling cart to the post office. Yeah. Backpack full of stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, there you go. There's a, there's a hack for you when you're training for a backpack, backpacking <laughs> trip. You fill your backpack up with, with the USPS and take it to the post office. Make a run for it. So that, okay. So I think collectively we probably had about six hacks there to save time and money. Some maybe better, mm -hmm. better than others. So what do we miss? What do you, what, give us some of your wisdom out there please comment below or, or send us a message on our, our socials or email or phone or whatever. And yeah, tell us what you got. We we're happy to learn from you as well. Happy to learn. That's right. Are you team free shipping or are you team calculated? Which one are you? That's right. So I've got, speaking of all this stuff, I have a scenario for you today. We, you know, we've been doing some moral dilemmas. This is just a scenario. How would you handle this? You have for one of these? Yeah. How would you handle it? Okay. This is kind of inspired by you actually. What's the name? What's the name of this new segment? Is it, is it, what would Mike do? Or what would Mike do? I like that one actually. What do you do in the Redwoods? What would the Redwoods do? <laughs> what, would what do you do in the Redwoods? That sounds awkward. <laughs> what would Mike do? Sounds better. Let's see that one. Okay. okay. What would Mike do? What would Mike do here? All right. So you got to come up with the sound effect for it though. A jingle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're in charge of that insert jingle here right there you go. in the future when, when when we get a bigger we get a sponsor how about that <laughs> sponsored okay when we get sponsored, that sounds good okay so i've right. got so this is actually i mean the thought is inspired by you but this really did happen to me years ago where i bought some old ham radios just like all these old things that i had you know didn't have cords who knows if they worked they were just old and the guy that i bought it from i i knew he was like moving out of the state he happened to have a garage sale. I knew him from church and he, he figured out that I was a picker. He's like, well, I'll sell you some stuff. And he pulls these bins out with the old ham radios. He's like, you can buy the whole bin for 20 bucks. And I was like, I don't know anything about these, but I'll trust them. Mm -hmm. He's state, whatever. So I bought it. Turned out it, like it was a gold mine. I just didn't know it at the time because I'd listed them for parts, but I just listed the radios themselves and said, this is what's for sale. Okay. After I sold a couple of them, I found in the boxes or in all the stuff that there were some like manuals and things. And so I was like, oh, all right, well, I don't really want these. I'll just throw them in the box. I'll just, you know, somebody bought this. I think it goes to this one. I didn't really 
I should have looked more closely, but I was kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cut corners guy. So I threw the manuals in the box and I sold two of them. And one guy got the manual for the other guy's thing and vice versa. Uh -huh. What would Mike do? So obviously he reached out to you and he's like, Hey, this isn't the right manual. Well, he said, no, he figured out that I, that I, he did some research. Yeah. I'm not giving you the full story. He did some research. So he figured out that I'd put the wrong manual in his package and vice versa. He figured out what I did basically. Wow. He did some in-depth uh, detective work, didn't he? There's not a lot of these on eBay. These were not common items. So mm -hmm. people are pretty excited about them. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's a good bolo to be on the lookout for then. Uh, uh I, sort of. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. Like, like I, I see a lot of these and most of them are not valuable. Just FYI. Yeah. So the right thing to do would be to contact the other seller or the other buyer and be like, Hey, you know, these manuals got switched. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sending it back? You're probably gonna have to eat some money on shipping. Why? Why do you have to eat money? I didn't promise to send the manuals at all. Like that wasn't part of the deal. It was just the item. Right. Did you list the manual in your description no. or in the pictures? No, I just found them. I just threw them in there. So they weren't even in the pictures. No. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's as, as sold item was sold as is. What do they call that item? Not as is or something like that on eBay. So this item was as is. So as is. There you go. So too bad. That's it. Figured out guys. Nope. I try to work it out. I will contact the other seller. I'll try to get the other manual back and I will please that person. <laughs> That's the way I work. I will do my best. I will, like I've said before, the right thing takes effort, right? So I'm going to mm -hmm. do some effort. It's going to be uncomfortable and it might take a little bit, but because that's going to come back on you someday. Someday you're going to get the wrong manual and you're really going to need it. You're going to call that shipper and be like, Hey, you know what? You sent me the wrong manual. Can you send me the other one? And he mm -hmm. may just say, Oh no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, you know, it was a freebie. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So what'd you end up doing? You're going to go spend time and money for something that you didn't promise to satisfy both buyers. Probably it was big enough of a, of a thing for him to reach out to me and ask me for the correct manual mm -hmm. and do all that legwork to find that the other manual was in fact in the other box. Yeah, it wasn't that much like we're hitting. You just clicked on other items mm -hmm. I'd sold. So, uh, all right. All right. You, well, what'd yeah. you do? You're a nice guy, my friend. You're a nice guy. So I just let them sort it out. So they, they contacted each other and they kind of swapped. Oh, you gave another contact or you, you gave another buyer's contact information out? Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I'd like to send information about people like I, I send full mailing lists you know i sell those to people all the time so <laughs> oh, i was happy to just gosh. freely send out i'm just kidding oh you're killing me <laughs> you're making me uncomfortable i'm like sweating right now <laughs> i published my address book for all my christmas cards i just put that on facebook oh, I thought that was fun. you just put me on your christmas <laughs> card list too dang it <laughs> no yeah no that they they had both agreed to to do that amongst themselves cool. so all right yeah, they sorted it out. I I, I was just kind of hands off and nice. they figured it out amongst themselves. So it worked out. But yeah, I should have paid more attention. Like I said, I was cut corners guy at the time. And it wasn't even like after I kind of sorted everything out, I'm like that. I probably should have noticed, you know, the labeling with the model number kind of going with that one. But to me, because it, I was kind of so wide eyed about the item, I was just like, I don't know what goes with what this is. This is all looks like foreign 
language stuff to me. So yeah, I kind of got overwhelmed a little bit, I guess. So that's something that I'm having a hard time with. Maybe you could give me some advice on it. I, when I get a product, if I don't know anything about it, but I see that it's valuable, I like, I obsess about the product and I try to find out as much as I can about the whole genre of whatever oh, wow. it is, you know, if it's Christmas trees or whatever it is. <laughs> and we have a Christmas tree expert. <laughs> I feel like that that is like useless knowledge to have that I'm wasting my time mm. doing that stuff. Maybe, I'm, but is it fun for you to do that? It's fun for me to find out about it, but I literally do not have any more hours in the day to do this stuff. It's like to mm. do this, I've got to cut something else out. So. Yeah. So then you, yeah, you should stop doing that, I guess. But if it's fun for you and you have some, some extra time to do that, it can help because if you find out details about this product and then you, you happen to see more of these, you'll know whether to invest or not invest. So there is some advantage. And speaking about things that I, uh, I can't waste my time on, you know, it's too much. It's scrolling on TikTok sometimes. You come across the weirdest stuff that just really, you probably shouldn't buy in the middle of the night or late at night. So Pickers Podcast, did you know that we got a new mascot? I'm pretty sure you know about it. Yeah. What is it? You know what it is, no, right? I forget. Have you ever seen videos of these things? So watch. I'm the Pickers Pos Pod. I'm the Pickers Podcast mascot. <laughs> yeah. He repeats he repeats everything that you say. <laughs> so it's a little so for the people that are just listening in, he's got a cactus plant that has like a little repeating thing. From the 1990s, right? <laughs> right. And he dances. So you can, you can play music. And he dances around. This thing mm. is the coolest thing. I love... Oh, now I got to turn him off or he's going to get crazy. All right. I give you... You you got the, um, the other packaging award. You get the awkward award. Awkward award for the episode. <laughs> I almost bought five of these things because I liked them so much. And yeah. I'm thinking about buying them and, and putting them as a white elephant gets gifts for Christmas parties yeah. this year. You had like a little army of them just, you know, singing in unison acapella. If you're an acapella group. That would be great. That would be great. No, what they, what they, what I typically see a video on is like a, they put it in front of a, you know, zero to one year old baby and the mm -hmm. baby will like make a noise and that thing will move and it'll freak the kid out. And then the, mm -hmm. then the thing will record the baby freaking out and it'll do it again. So it's just like a perpetual cycle. It's That's the so funny. cutest thing ever. Oh my gosh. So, you, okay. So that, this is where, this is where it's kind of golden for you is you're just having a good old time finding all these crazy things when you're out there picking. This is not an experience you'd have otherwise. So that's the good part. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. One of my good friends told me, she said that sourcing is the fun part. <laughs> mm. She says, don't get carried away with it. You know, you're going to mm. get, you could get way too much inventory. So sourcing, I don't know. I like when I see that little notification come up that something's sold or if I sell something in person, especially a big item, I like that. That's a fun part too. Yeah, it is. And I'm actually kind of starting to enjoy listing. Like I was taking a, I got off work today and I was taking a bunch of pictures. I got that new, that new light up box. It's real mm -hmm. cool. And just throw on a TV show and just start list, listing stuff or taking yeah. pictures. Now, now I got to go through and list them. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah, well, it's working. for my part, I'm out of hacks. I'm out of stories. I'm out of scenarios. I'm oh, out man. of what would Mike do's. That's all I got, my friend. Jeez. All right, fellow pickers, go find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you decide to keep it.